esprit says, now then we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead. Be ye reconciled to God. Bow your heads all over the house. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. God, we thank and praise you for your loving kindness, your tender mercy. Thank you for your word, Lord God. Because one thing, though your word is true. Lord, we pray that you bless the house on today, Lord. In the name of Jesus, let your anointing come in. Oh God, the yokes may be destroyed. Oh God, people may be delivered. Change may be broken. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, let me down in the treasures of your word. Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, and the Holy Ghost, in Jesus' name we pray. Let the church say amen. The theme that was given me was the church, God's ambassador. The church, God's ambassador. So bear with me as I try to maneuver through this message. There are two very important words in this subject that must be dealt with, uh, must be touched on. And that is the church and ambassador. You can't deal with both of them as one. You gotta first establish the church. First you must understand the church is the universal body of Christ. They are known as a group of call out spiritual people to represent the holiness of God. It is called out people that has been washed in the blood of the Lamb. There is no New Testament church without Christ. And without Christ, the body don't exist. Because Christ is the body, the church. And if the body of Christ doesn't exist, you're still in your sin. You're still under the law. You're still living an unsaved life without hope or salvation. You are the individuals that are called to be the church of the living God. And therefore, you are a representative of the life of Christ in this world. You ask yourself, how well am I representing Christ in my life? Matthew chapter 5 says, you are light of the world that sit it up on the hill that cannot be hid nor do they light a lamp and put it on a bushel but sit it on a lampstand that it can give light to all that are in the house let your light shine before men that they may see your good work and glorify your father which is in heaven the bible said know ye not that you are the temple of God that the spirit of God dwells in you you have a duty and responsibility to the body of Christ as individual saints. Everybody 
really wants to, wants to pass the responsibility on to the preacher, but they want to get the blessing. The Bible said, you for you and I to work out our own salvation in fear and trembling. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 said, for we are his workmanship created in Christ unto good works, who God had afforded ordained that we should walk in them. You and I was born to worship God. We were born to give God praise. Come on, somebody. Because he made us in his likeness. So we all have a part in this wonderful work of God. Good God Almighty. When you was being the saving mode, when you was going through, you thought that the work that God was doing on you was a marvelous work. You were so happy that you got saved. You were so happy that you got in fellowship with God. And you and your sanctified soul said, what a marvelous work God is doing on me. Now it's time for you to introduce somebody else to this marvelous work. We got the work and now we want to sit down on the prize. We got the work and now we want to sit down and try to hold it to ourselves. I'm like Jeremiah. Can't keep it to myself. Said I wasn't going to tell nobody. But I found out I couldn't hold it, Lamar. I had to tell it to somebody. You need to find somebody that you can tell somebody about God. If you can't tell nobody about God, I'm wondering about the God that you serve. Are you ashamed of the God that you serve? Or is you living two different lifestyles? Daniel said, the people that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. That means you shall accomplish or uh, you're going to succeed in the work of the Lord. Only in the body of Christ. And see, and the problem is, uh, is when we try to do work for God outside of the body. You can't work for God outside the body. You got to be in the body of Christ. If every work is the minister's job, uh-oh. Why are you being ministered unto then? If everything is for the minister, why are you sitting here being ministered unto? What is your purpose in the kingdom of God? What have God assigned to your hands to do? If you ain't heard from God to get an assignment to do, it must be because you're sleeping too long. Come on now. God has not called anyone in the kingdom to do nothing. You have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. We are the ones that's got to set up the move of God. We are the ones that got to pass it on to the next generation. We are the one that God is expecting to get some fruit from. Don't you know that you are being prepared and groomed for the job? Don't you know that when the gospel reached America and reached your state and reached your city, it was not for you to keep. Freely you receive, freely you give. Ah, my God. 
Got to remind it of Nehemiah. Oh, when Nehemiah, his heart was heavy because the Lord's name was not being extinct. In fact, it should have been because the city was laid in ruin. The gates were falling down. The circle of the fathers was, was torn up. So he had his mind set. He was at, his heart was heavy, but his mind was set. I got to do something. I got to rectify this here. I got to go back. I got to go to the king and ask the king for some help. The king said, Nehemiah, why your head been so low? He said, because the city is sitting in ruin. The gates is torn down. My forefathers, their sepulchre is being torn down. And my heart is heavy. King, I need some help. So the king said, what is it that you need? And how long you going to be gone? He gave him a time when he was going to return. He said, but oh, king, can you give me a letter? I need a letter for safe passage. I need some arms to get me through the city. And when I get out of the city and head for the forest, I need another letter so that I can get the timber that I need to do this work. <laughs> I'm kind of reminded, kind of put you in the reminding stage of mercy ministry. The pastor had a vision. Nehemiah had a vision. But what I liked about it, God gave Nehemiah some believers that had a mind to work. Everybody had a task. Everybody had a responsibility. No one was standing around wondering what the next man was doing. Why some worked on the wall. Some stood on guard to protect the workers on the wall. Somebody needs to shout hallelujah. Some worked with one hand while they had a weapon in the other hand. And guess what? The men, the women, they were working hand in hand with the men. They wasn't sitting around trying out what they doing. They wasn't sitting around saying, I don't agree with that. Nowadays, nobody seemed to know how to be multitasked. Huh? We are in an age where everybody wants to pass it off to somebody else. Amen. Amen. But I'm still reminded of Nehemiah. Ah, uh, when his fellow friends, as we call them, we call them uh, frenemies, uh, Sam Ballas and Tobias. Oh, they try to stop the progress of the wall. Don't you be a part of the problem, but you make sure that you try to be a part of the solution. What I mean, Pastor, don't you sit around talking about how it should be done. Don't you sit around and talking about that won't work. Don't you sit around and say it ain't going to get off the ground. But you need to be a part of the solution. If you don't think it's going to get off the ground, you go to the pastor and say, Pastor, what we need to do to get it up off the ground. You got to have a positive outlook about the God you serve. You got to have a, a positive outlook about the house you serve. 
Oh, Lord, have mercy so that I can go back just a little bit further on those that was working. Lord, have mercy. God always make arrangement. He always got a ram in the bush. Then here come one deacon goes away and another deacon come in. Here come Deacon Donnell and Deacon S. Marshall. Y'all might not know it. They did big work in the background. They was the reason we got the building. They the one that went through the paperwork of running downtown back and forth trying to get the approval. They the one that got the survey out to get the land survey before we can get the building. And after we got the building done, and then came the parking lot. They was the instrument of getting the parking lot paved. God always got some out of the work. Why some don't want to do nothing? Oh, don't sit in a corner saying the way things should be done, but roll, but just roll up your sleeves and get your hands dirty, huh? The people came together and prayed under God. Oh, then they said, watch against the enemy day and night. They didn't just pray and accept and expect God to do all the work like we do now. We just pray and we thank God supposed to do everything else. You pray for the strength of God that you can get the job done. They armed themselves for battle. Huh? And then uh, Nehemiah told the people, don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, which is great and terrible. And fight for your families. And fight for your homes. And then we're going to return and finish the wall. You got to have a mind to finish what you start. God give us leaders to got vision for the work. Oh, Lord, have mercy. But the work has got to come from the body of believers. So my question to you, are you active or are you still inactive in your walk with God? Are you still rubbing shoulders with the ideal of Sam Ballas and Tobias? Are you still just following God for the fish and the lobe? Oh my God, only show up to work when it's time to eat. Oh Lord. For the kingdom of God is not in meats and drinks, but in righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. I'm reminded in the book of Psalms where it said in 84 and 10, For a day in your court, Lord, is better than a thousand. I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. So my God, if you're going to be a doorkeeper in the house of God, be the best doorkeeper you can be. Oh Lord, put your best duties up forward. Let God be proud of what you're doing. Don't be a lazy doorkeeper in the house of the living God. This what I'm finna say now, just an observation. My God, when you see somebody praising God, 
I'm talking to the doorkeepers now. When you see somebody praising God and some lady go down on the floor wearing a dress, don't you sit up there holding the, the, the sheet. You go ahead and cover her. Amen. Don't wait till her dress fly up for you to cover. You cover her before her dress fly up. Scattering marks. Hope they find you well. Are you still following God for the fish in the load? You should have some joy in serving the Lord. You should be found in peace working in the kingdom of God. Doing what is right to do in the sight of God. Come on somebody. The question is where is your heart? Are your heart if your heart is not in the work, guess what? You won't be in it either. Amen. 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 So are you standing with the work of the ministry or are you a sideline cheerleader? Come on, somebody. We can't operate in the church of the living God without putting work into being kingdom builders. We are to be kingdom builders. We are to be able to bring God some fruit. Amen. When you run into your friends called Sam Ballas and Tobias trying to get you to come down off your post, you need to tell them I ain't studying you. You need to tell them you can't come down because you're doing a good work. You got to decide that you're doing a good work for the Lord. I ain't got time to hang out with you. I'm doing a good work for the Lord. Then when you find out, that's when you'll find out how weak you are when Sanballos and Tobias can pull you off your post. That's how you find out how weak you are when everybody's problems come before the church. I got to go do this for my kinfolk. I got to go do this for my friend. I got to go do this where the service of God go liking. Your presence should be found in the house of God. God told you don't forsake your assembly or your together. He didn't say every now and then. He meant every time the house of God was open. Come on somebody. That's when you find out how weak you are. Hallelujah. When everything comes before God. Alright we didn't deal with the church. Still got a little more time. Now we're going to deal with the ambassador. Come on, somebody. Because guess what? The church can't be the ambassador of Christ uh, unless in the church is in Christ. Uh, it can't be the ambassador of Christ uh, if ain't nobody doing no ambassador work. Uh, it can't be the ambassador of Christ uh, if everybody's sitting in the seat uh, trying to wait to see who else gonna do the work. Uh, oh my God. Uh, everybody's supposed to be working. Uh, we supposed to be a well-oiled machine. Uh, we supposed to be operating on every cylinder. Uh, the house of God should be booming if it ain't but five people in it. It's still supposed to be booming. It's still supposed to have fruit. It's still supposed to be live. Come on, somebody. Ambassador. Second word we need to deal with is the office of an ambassador. One that represents God very well. Oh Lord. 
one that's work is in the stead of God in Jesus Christ. An ambassador is a credit diplomat sent by a country as a representative to another country. A person who acts as a representative or a promoter for, of a specific activity. An ambassador is a diplomatic agent of the highest rank of representation appointed for a special assignment. God has always groomed a man of his heart for the office of an ambassador. Yes, amen. God sent Moses yes, down in the land of Egypt. Mm -hmm. Sent him down there with a simple message. Yes. Let my people go. Amen. Oh Lord have mercy. And as he went through trials with, with Pharaoh. After he went through a persecution of Pharaoh, after he went through affliction with Pharaoh on the people, the Lord said to Moses, Go unto Pharaoh, for I have hardened his heart, the heart of his servants, that they may show thee my signs before him, and that they may tell in the, in the ears of thy sons and thy sons' sons what things I have wrought in Egypt, and signs which I have done among them, that they may know that I am the Lord. And the whole scope of the matter is, if you're going to represent God, you got to let the folks know that God is God and beside him there is no other. If God be God, oh Lord have mercy. If you find another one, God said, let me know where he is. Oh Lord. And then I looked down in the 11th chapter and it said, the Lord said to Moses, yet will I bring one more, one more plague upon Pharaoh and upon Egypt after he will let you go. When he shall let you go, he shall thrust you out. He ain't going to just tell you to get out. He's going to throw you out. Speak now in the ears of the people. And the problem is when God's man speak into the ears of the people, they don't want to listen. And let every man borrow of his neighbor, every woman of her neighbor, jewels of silver and jewels of gold. So don't let, don't tell me God don't want me to have something. Don't you act like God don't want you to be prosperous. It's about what you do with what God gives you. Oh, all the firstborn in Egypt shall die. From the firstborn of Pharaoh that sits on the throne to all the servants and all his beasts. I don't know if you realize it or not. Pharaoh was a representative of a stronghold. He had a stronghold on the children of Israel. Refused to let them go. Refused to let them serve God. They was in a stronghold. But God had an ambassador that he was breathing up. God had an ambassador that he was going to talk to. God had an ambassador that was going to take the word of God to the king. Yeah. Amen. So, 
there was a great cry in the land of Egypt. The Bible said a cry like there was never before. And he said, and when y'all leave, look at God. When you leave, James, I don't even want a dog moving his tongue. Huh? That just goes to show you how serious God is. I don't want a dog to move his tongue. Come on now. When you're talking about ambassadors, all us that got these titles and ain't doing nothing with them. Oh, God, have mercy. I'm reminded of Elijah. Oh, how God showed, showed him to go show thyself to Ahab. And oh, Lord, he ran into Obadiah. And he told Obadiah, go tell Ahab, Elijah is here. Oh, Lord, have mercy, Elijah, if I go and tell him that you're here and you don't show up everywhere he thought you was, you was gone. And everywhere we look, we couldn't find you. And if I go and tell him now that you said that Elijah is here and he come and you not there, he lied to take my life. You just go tell Ahab, Elijah is here. See, when you're working for God, you can't be scared of the faces. When you're working for God, all you got to do is do what God said do, and God will do the rest. When Ahab went out to meet Elijah, Ahab saw him, and Ahab asked him the question, Are you the one that's been troubling Israel? And oh my God, wasn't no intimidation in Elijah. He told King Ahab, No, I ain't the one, but you're the one that's been troubling Israel. Come on, somebody. So he sent him out to challenge. Meet me up on Mount Carmel. And I'll show you who the true and living God is. You bring all of your prophets. The 450 prophets that sit at your throne. And the 400 prophets of the grove. Bring them on up here. Ain't nobody going to be there but just me. Oh Lord have mercy. As soon as y'all get that note that ain't nobody going to be there but you. Oh, Lord, you be looking for a way out. By the time you get that note, oh, my God, the cell phone get the ringing. James, you coming? I don't know if I'm coming. Ask Emma, can she get up here? Oh, Lord, have mercy. You don't want to be the one that's standing there all by yourself. Dummy, did you not know that God said he was going to be there? Lord, have mercy. They might have had 850, but all Elijah needed was God. God said in his word, if I be for you, I'm more than the whole world is against you. The challenge went out. The challenge was met. The 450, they called from the morning to the evening. Didn't get no happening. Bell was nowhere to be found. They stopped bringing out knives. Cutting themselves. Trying to get that God to answer. Oh my God. And Elijah looked up. And he told the 450. Is he coming? Is he asleep? Is he off on a journey? Come on somebody. So Elijah, 
told his servants, told the children of Israel, how long are you going to be halted between two opinions? If God be God, you need to serve him. But if your folks is God, you need to serve them. Everybody that got you ripping and running, if they your God, them the ones you need to serve. But if God be your God, you need to serve him. Come on, somebody. So the challenge was met. And Elijah told him to go and fill up, I think it was 12 barrels of water. 12 barrels of water. 12 tribes of Israel. Pour it down in the trenches. Pour it all on the sacrifice. Oh, the, 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 the bullocks that had been cut up. Drench him down, soak him down. Because, see, we already made a, a, a pact that is the God that answered by fire. Let him be God. So Elijah said, that wasn't enough. Go get me 12 more. And they soaked it down again till the trench was filled up with water. And then Elijah just called on the name of the God. Elijah called God. Fire fell from heaven. Sucked up all the water. Took the sacrifice. And oh my God. And then the prophets. The false prophets of Baal. Tried to run away. But Elijah said catch them. And we're going to kill them all. Now. Bring down to our day. <laughs> there was a man called John the Baptist, another ambassador of God. So that's why I tell you when you're wearing these titles, you better wear them well. If you say that you're representing God, you better represent God at your best, or you're going to catch hell if you don't. Oh, Lord, what you say that for? Because hell is where you're going to be at if you don't represent God well. John the Baptist saw the Pharisees and the Sadducees huh, coming to his baptism. Huh, and he spoke these words, huh, old generation of vipers, huh, who had warned you huh, to flee from the wrath to come, huh, bring forth fruit, huh, met for repentance. Huh. Oh Lord, huh, John the Baptist huh, served God with his life huh, to the point, oh my God, huh, that the king had his head cut off. Huh, for the truth of God's word. You got to be ready. To serve God with your all. If you ain't going to serve it with your all. You need to turn around and tell God. Take the gift back. Because I don't believe I can live up to it. I'm kind of reminded. Oh Lord. Of another one. In the name of Jesus. We coming on down the line. There was a man huh, called the Apostle Peter. Huh, and the Apostle Peter huh, was standing before Ananias and Sapphira. Huh, uh, talking to them about some land that they sold. Huh, and kept back the money. Huh, and Peter was told, ask them, huh, didn't you sell the land huh, for such and such amount? Huh? And they said, yeah. 
And Peter said, why in the world would you lie to the Holy Ghost? And Peter was pronounced, was had the power to pronounce judgment upon him and told him to give up the ghost. If you didn't know what giving up the ghost was, they fell dead. Then his wife came behind and gonna lie with him. Watch how you lie to God in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh Lord. And he asked her. She didn't know that her husband was dead. And he asked her the same thing. Did you not sell the land for so much? And she said, yes we did. Why did you lie to the Holy Ghost? The same one that took your husband out and took him to his grave. They're standing at the door waiting to take you and she fell dead. <clears throat> if you're going to represent God before you open your mouth to speak you make sure God doesn't spoke to you huh don't try to look good or look deep for folks and say things that God has not said come on now there are so many wannabes giving themselves titles that God did not sanction. You better wait till God sanction you and tell you to make a move. If God don't tell you to make a move, you stand still. There are responsibilities. Slow it down a little bit now. Not because I'm old, but I need you to get it. Like the pastor, I ain't got my second wind now. There are responsibilities and assignments that comes with positions. And you are expected to live up to the call. Just be who God says you is. No more, and please don't be no less. Just be the God's best representative with your life before people. And see, and that's the problem is we want to be the great speakers, but we don't want to live where we speak. Amen. Come on, somebody. Because all the people going to remember is what you did and what you didn't do. So therefore, first, what you got to learn as a, a, a representative of God, first, you got to learn how to be a written epistle. Read and learn a man. Amen. When Apostle Paul spoke as being an ambassador of Christ, he honored the position with his life. He represented God in Christ until his last day. Come on, somebody. Paul said in Timothy chapter 4, huh? 2 Timothy, I fought a great fight. I fought a good fight. I finished the course. I kept the faith. And now there's sought up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me at that day. And not only me, but unto all them also that love his appearance. Are you loving him? Are you walking with him? Are you representing him well? Come on now. The apostles were Christ's personal representatives. 
That's why I can't understand where all these apostles come from. Come on now. You had to have a walk with Jesus. You had to be appointed by Jesus. Jesus is the only one that I knew that appointed the apostles. Come on, somebody. So they carried the good news of salvation to all parts of the world and to you. Whatever the Lord spoke to them, they did just that. And they exercised the God-given power through the Holy Ghost. Before you take a title, are you willing to live up to it? Are you, are you ready for the faithfulness to be your faithfulness to be tested? Paul has suffered many things in hardship for the sake of the gospel in Christ Jesus. Putting his life on the line. His life was on the line every day and in every city. He entered in with the gospel of Jesus Christ. When the Jews and the high priests falsely accused Paul and wanted to put him to death. They went to Nova Festival. And they asked him, said, uh, would you give us the okay to kill him? Felix said, I don't have enough evidence to put him to death. Felix told him, said, Paul, I'm going to take you before King Agrippa. Uh, I remember what the first lady said this morning. Huh? Out of all the things that Paul was accused of huh? for the gospel of Jesus Christ, huh? he went before King Agrippa. Huh? And the first thing he told King Agrippa, huh? King Agrippa, huh? I know I've been false accused. Huh? King Agrippa, huh? I know why I stand before you accused. Huh? But there's one thing I need you to know. Huh? I think myself happy. Huh? You ain't going to get me down. I don't care what they told you. Oh, Lord, have mercy. But King Agrippa, let me answer for myself. Oh, Lord. King Agrippa, I know that you are an expert in all customs and questions which are among the Jews. Wherefore, I'm asking you to hear me with patience. Oh, Lord. He told King Agrippa of his past life of being a Pharisee of the Pharisees. He told King Agrippa that I dragged out Christians, drug them in and throw them in jail, consented to some of them being killed. Oh, King Agrippa, now that much I'm guilty of. He said, King Agrippa, I remember the day of my conversion. See, some of you done forgot when you was converted. He said, I remember the day and I was headed fast down to Tamar. Damascus oh Lord had a letter in my hand from the high priest that if I find anybody in this name drag them out throw them into prison oh Lord he thought he was right sometimes you think you right in your own mind He said, Agrippa, a light shining around me. Knock me off my beast. Then I heard a voice. And the voice said, Paul, Paul, have God called on you lately? 
Have you heard your name being mentioned? Come on, somebody. You need to get a heavenly call. You need God to call from glory. Oh, Lord, have mercy. He said, I heard him say, Paul, he said, Saul, Saul, why, why, why do you persecute me? He said, don't you know it's hard to kick against the prick? Who are you, Lord? He said, I am Jesus Christ, the one you kicking against. So when you kicking against the church, guess what you kicking against Jesus Christ? When you making bad marks about the church, make sure you know that you're doing it against Jesus Christ. When you try to scandalize the church name, make sure you know you're doing it against Jesus Christ. But I need to warn you, don't you know it's hard to kick against the prick? Come on, somebody. When Paul finished preaching uh about his experience and encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ, noble Felix, he said, Paul, you are beside yourself. And much learning have made you mad. You better be mad in Christ than to be mad in the world. You better get all the knowledge of Jesus you can. And folks going to be saying you's a fool. You better get all the knowledge. Because they going to say they ain't going to agree with you. They going to say, Lord, have mercy. You need to change the way you think. You need to tell them whatever the word says. That's what I'm going by. But I like what uh, 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 Agrippa said. King Agrippa said, Paul, you almost persuaded me to be a Christian. Who are you persuading today? Who have you talked to today? Who have you talked to to say that you almost persuaded them to be a Christian? <laughs> Come on, somebody. One thing I found out. God will send a preacher to hell just as quick as he will send him. Come on, somebody. So, preachers, you better make sure God is pleased with your work. You better make sure that you're producing from the title that you're holding. I'm kind of reminded of the ones that had the talent. I think that might have been Antina kind of touched on it. I'm reminded of the ones that had the talents. Psalm 10, Psalm 5, Psalm 2, and one with one. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Sometimes when we don't get what other folks got, we get rocks in our jaws. Sometimes when somebody got a little bit more work to do for God than we do, we get in our feelings. We get in our spirit. But you got to produce some fruits if you go work for God. All you got to do is do with what you got to do with. Oh Lord have mercy. Each one that was working for God. They produced double in their life. But that very one 
that just had one thing to do with his old lazy self. Hey, Lord, have mercy. He sit down on his do some benders. He didn't do nothing. He went and hid the talent. He didn't know that God was on his way back. He didn't know that the master was coming. He didn't know and didn't have time to do nothing with the one talent that he had. Oh, and I heard God say to all of them that had produced some fruits, he said, well, I thank you for my good and faithful servants. Y'all have been good over a few things. I'm going to make you ruler over many. But you, you slow for a lazy servant. What did you do with what I gave you to do with? Well, Lord, then came out the book of excuses. Well, Lord, I know, Lord, how you is. I know you reap where you haven't sowed. Oh, Lord, I know, Lord, that I was going to have to have your gift when you come back. Well, but you should have put it to usury and made something out of it. Oh, Lord, but God told him, oh, you useless servant. You did nothing and cast him out in the outer darkness. Preachers, better do it what God gave you to do it. Come on, somebody. But that old lazy servant didn't do nothing in the kingdom. What you doing in the kingdom? What your hands finding to do in the kingdom? What you working on? What kind of assignment have God given you? God don't give you assignment that you cannot do. And God elevate the faithful workers. Those that walk in obedience to the spirit of the Holy Ghost. We got to learn how to serve God before the assignment. Whatever the call on your life, God will make room for it. You ain't got to hear out no door. You ain't got to bust out no wall to be heard. All you got to do is do what God told you to do. God will make room for you. So armor yourself therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Remember now, if you're going to be a servant of God, you got to keep in mind that you are a chosen generation. You were chosen for a time such as this. You got to make do with the time that you got. Come on, somebody. So you pass on what God has done for you to the next generation or to the next person. Be an ambassador of such a great salvation. May God have a blessing upon the reading and the hearing of his word. Hope something was said that would make you push on to pleasing God. Amen. Glory to God. Oh, you're an ambassador of Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I thank and praise God for the world on this morning.